Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Hi, friends. How was the weekend? Nothing happened, right? It's a boring weekend, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cat. I mean, no joke. This weekend was crazy. Crazy. I was at home on Friday, and I was thinking, okay, so really all I've got going on this weekend is Super Bowl on Sunday. That'll be the bulk of what we talk about on Monday. Everything's fine. And then all hell broke loose. Holy shit, yeah. So we're going to kind of do, and, and this is in response to a lot of text messages that we got, asking about John Tory and yeah. the Navy fighter pilots and and the Super Bowl and we're going to try and cover a weekend wrap plus at the end of this episode you can hear today's missed connections from our morning shows. Okay, so we got to start back cuz I did get a couple of DMs from people who didn't get to catch our live uh, our live show that we had on Friday from Blue Mountain. We had a fantastic time at Blue Mountain. It was a lot of fun and and Scott brought his girl and I brought my man and that was great. We had dinner together with everybody. There was like seven morning shows broadcasting live from one spot which was a new experience for me a lot of talking all at the same time and and fun stuff like that but yeah it was cool to do something a little outside of the box for what we do every single day usually it's a studio a quiet studio with just our team in it the scott and cat show team and now we were with like a ton of other teams it was fun weather was shit we arrived on thursday it was pouring rain you guys might remember thursday's weather was terrible which sucked because there was so much we wanted to see and do at blue there's just no way that we could do some of it so i went axe throwing and scott went to the spa (laughs) that's what happened. I went axe throwing and Scott went up to the spa. Uh, But yeah, you had a great time, right? Yeah. It was awesome. These shoulders needed a rub cat. So I I didn't want another kink in my back. So I thought you go to the axe throwing and do all the work stuff. I'm going to go and just lay around for an hour in a robe and let somebody massage me. It was really good. I mean, blue is great. I'm not a skier or a snowboarder, so I never really thought about going there because what is there if you don't ski or snowboard? Uh, it turns out there's lots. There's so a ton. There's I'll, a ton. I'll be back. Uh, weather, though. You mentioned the weather, and I mm-hmm. feel like that's another thing that came out of this weekend that we should talk about. So here we go. It's going to be, again, above zero for daytime highs almost every day this week. Is this normal for February? The answer is no, but it's not abnormal. Yeah, it's it's hap- has it happened before in history? Yes, of course it has. Several times. Um, is it the is it the norm like as an average temperature for this time of year? No, minus two, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is like the average temperature for a high for this time in February for mid February. So yeah, we are well above that at this point. I say like let's enjoy it. I bet you we're gonna get another dumping of snow. It's gonna be really cold eventually. I'm assuming. So I'm just kind of enjoying it yeah i i'm gonna take it in stride too we all know things are changing for whatever reason likely carbon emissions but i know that there's some people who just refuse to hear that so whatever is we just got to get used to it we might get 15 degrees in february what i'm hoping is this doesn't also translate to snow in june 
And I have a feeling that that's kind of the way it's going. Right. Yeah, we can't expect to have a lovely March, right? Like, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, okay, so we go through the week. So Thursday, Friday, that was us. But then Friday night, this news dropped. And I was like, figures it's buried on a Friday ahead of a Super Bowl weekend. And I want you to tell me your thought process. What went through your mind when you saw that breaking news? John Tory stepping down and affair with Staffer. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So a lot of people have messaged me over the weekend to try and get me to talk about that too. And you're all, I hope, here for after nine now. So I'm going to say this once. The people who are out there saying, this is a distraction. Don't let this distract away from the real issues and stuff like that. Do you really think that a politician like John Tory threw away his time at City Hall, his marriage. Potentially. And his entire legacy to try and cover up for Doug Ford tipping off some developers about land coming available on the green belt. I have a feeling that didn't happen. Do you think he did it to try and protect Trudeau because he's got a million scandals going on? Do you think he did it to try and distract from the UFOs? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I think this is exactly the way it sounds. His wife was away during COVID. He got tempted by a 31-year-old, and I still have some questions about this 31-year-old that Mm -hmm. wants to shack up with a 70-year-old man, but... Especially, we all remember how John looked during COVID, right? We were begging for the hair salons to reopen so that guy could get a haircut. I don't know a lot of 31-year-old women that are thinking, yeah, there's the man for me. So that's a little weird. It's a little weird, but I'm not going to judge their relationship. John got tempted. He did something stupid. This is rare for John because I don't usually attribute him to lack of judgment. But those were his own words. He said, I had a lack of judgment. There's some things here that are really fishy, though. Mm-hmm. There certainly are. I was going to say, there's missing pieces here to this that makes me think like there was a bit of a sense of distraction happening. Well, you know, John here, uh, he was told that the story was going to be broken by the Toronto Star. That's right. So I'm assuming that he wanted to get out there in front of the cameras before the Star did their worst. Correct. And uh, that's fine. I mean, it was a hastily called Friday night of Super Bowl weekend news conference. And maybe that has people thinking they're trying to bury the story. I think it is what it is. He just wanted to get it on the record and get the resignation in before the star could do it. And people were calling for his head. But here's the part that I will say is missing for me, though, is because you're saying, why would he do that to his marriage? Why would he do it for a distraction? It's not him, though. I mean, you said it yourself. So the Toronto Star was about to publish it. Where I question is who leaked the story like Toronto Star okay but they had to have a leak in order to figure that out whatever the reporter was wasn't the one like standing outside of a window watching Tori and this young lady get it on that's not what happened so somebody knew something and is the one that leaked it to Star who threatened to then leak it or I shouldn't say threatened to but they were about to uh go forward with the story why now is my question because if this happened during COVID Maybe someone was waiting, waiting, waiting on this info for the right time. And that's when I do think it is interesting timing. Yeah, see, for me, I think that uh, John just knew he was caught and he had to get out in front of it. Otherwise, it was going to yeah, be worse if I he agree. had to respond. The star apparently has been working on this story quietly for a few months. There's been rumors and rumblings that some shit was going on. It was rumored for a while that John mm-hmm. Tory's marriage may be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And now we find out why. I don't know why someone like John Tory at his age with the potential legacy that he could leave behind, I don't know why he would do something this stupid. 
Yeah. I also don't know why he, the guy who is very, very, very preachy and self-righteous during the pandemic, and uh, he was one of those guys that was shaming people over all sorts of shit, over restrictions and shots and everything else. It's actually kind of interesting to see him get humbled at this point. You know, I remember when John was running for mayor of Toronto the first time, and there was some shitty things said about Rob Ford. I don't know if John necessarily, in hindsight, can say those things if the if we knew then what we know now. And, and when it comes to his resignation, this relationship was happening while he was running for a third term, nearest we can tell. So if he was running for a third term, and he knew that if he got caught, this is one of those things that you have to step down for. He must have assumed he was never going to get caught or he had a different out. Now, the star getting ready to publish this article, that puts a whole different slant on it. But I really do think that this story is probably mainly exactly how it seems. He got tempted by a younger woman. He was lonely or bored or maybe both. I don't know. And he had an affair. To me, that's not the story. That's not the story. That's a private matter between him and and this woman that he had the affair with and, and his family as well. That has nothing to do with the public. I want government to stay out of our bedrooms and we should stay out of theirs. But the the Tory thing with with coming out and resigning, that is the honorable thing to do, but I don't know why he ran for a third term knowing that this was happening. So just back back up here for a second. Are you saying that you think it should be none of our business that he did that and you would have been okay with it if he just said, yeah, I did, but and then move on? If he had an affair, which many, many, many people do, I don't think that disqualifies you from public office. And I'm saying that knowing full well what everybody else knows, that there's another affair, very, very high sure. profile, uh-huh. happening right now. And it has been for a while. And people who are uh, holding Tory to that standard, I hope you'll hold other people to that standard when their affair gets leaked. That, that Personally, means- it's none of my business. I don't care about that one, and I don't care about this one. See, and, and here's the only issue I have, because I agree with you if it was an affair with anyone. If we were talking about a delivery person that delivered stuff to his office every day, and then they fucked, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, that's personal business. This is different for me. This is someone in power who is essentially this person's boss. Like, to me, that does change it. It is very Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, if you will. It is very maybe allegedly what you're saying about the other person. We all know there's stories behind it. So to me, that's where it is different because it, sh- it shows that you're it's an abuse of power to some people. And that's where there's trouble. If it was any old person, I would agree with you. But in this case, it's not a good look. Someone in power, you're the boss of that entire building. You have a staffer. You, you, who feels probably weak beneath you, if you will, and ended up beneath, beneath you. You. you know what rocket. I'm saying? It's so that there's the difference for me that makes me think, yeah, he might have no choice. Like, I mean, I don't think he had a choice because it's a bad look when you are the person in a position of power. Was he really the person in a position of power here? And, and the yeah. reason I ask that question is COVID was fucked. City Hall was complete ghost town there was almost no one around except for the mayor and his inner circle and some counselors and their council staff it was a shell of what it typically is john tory as a 70 year old man i don't think he's out there cruising around trying to pick up young chicks did she come on to him did she aggressively pursue this relationship hear me out did she 
maybe she was the person in the position of power here because John has no power to initiate a relationship with a girl that's less than half his age. He doesn't. The woman in this case, I think, does have a little bit of power in the relationship sense. Now, John, being her boss, maybe then is when he should have gone to the integrity commissioner and said, hey, listen, I just want to clarify, what's the policy here? And all workplaces have different policies if they even have one. Some of them require you to not date staff or subordinates. Others have a, you can do it, but you need to disclose it to management so that they can make sure everything's on the up and up and nobody feels like they're having power exercised over them. I don't know that this was an example of John being a, hey, if you want to go anywhere in politics, you better get but on the beat. But it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the image of it. It's the overall, this is a man in power. And to answer your question, yeah, he's still the mayor. And he still had mayoral powers during that time. And he's still the boss. Yeah, although those things still rang true even through COVID. So there's still that position of power, no matter what happened. And I agree with you. Like, maybe it's possible that she was the one hitting on him. She found it sexy. She was like, yeah, mayor. People know who, or maybe she wanted to sleep her way to the top. We don't know. We don't know any of that. But what we do know is regardless, he chose to do it. Why are we not putting him at fault? He did it. He had the position he had. He still had sex with a woman. And again, the personal stuff is even out of it. Like for me, like whatever, whatever was happening in his marriage. I don't know. I don't care. But I'm just talking about inside the office. This is what happened probably during office hours. Maybe we don't know for sure, I guess. But that's where the problem is. This is this is taxpayer dollars and you're fucking on the job and a position of power over a staffer, all taxpayer money. You're fucked. You just fucked yourself. Maybe, maybe. I mean, politically, he's done. There's no way he can bounce back from this. Not at his age. He could go back to radio, I suppose. I suppose he could. And I mean, he was actually very, very good at it. But I I just think in this case, uh, Uh, Yeah, like I said, I'm glad he did the right thing and stepped down. It would have been ugly if he didn't. Uh, It it does show a little bit, a little bit of integrity that he did it voluntarily without being forced out. I think it leaves Toronto in a really awkward spot because John was the one who created this fucking awful budget that is full of tax increases that people can't afford. And now he's not even going to be there to see it implemented. They're going to vote on that on Wednesday. They gave out these new strong mayor powers. And I have a feeling that when Doug Ford did that, he did that specifically because it was John Tory he was giving those powers to. Now, who the fuck knows who the new mayor of Toronto is going to be and what they're going to do with those strong mayor powers because they're there now. They can't get taken away without some serious legislative changes or a major court challenge. So the whole thing is bad on a lot of fronts. As far as John is concerned, I... uh, I don't know what he was thinking. An incredible lapse of judgment? Absolutely. However, I I do think that the the affair part of it is, it's tempting to want to discuss the details. Like, where'd they do it? Did she go on sure. trips? Sure, and we may never know. Right. Where did the tour start? What were they going to publish is my question. Did they know those answers? Well, Will I, they still go ahead with it? I'm also very concerned about the taxpayers' dollars. I've heard stories that she went on junkets and that she was like the tour yeah, secretary. See, this is what I mean. Was she qualified to do that? Because if she wasn't qualified, then somebody should pay for those trips because she shouldn't have been on them. Mm-hmm. And and taking staff out on these overseas trips, I've read about one to London now, and I, I just hope that no taxpayer money was wasted. The time, you mentioned, wow, he was fucking around the job. I'm just saying maybe, maybe, it's possible. We all know that. Right. One thing I do know about John is he works a lot. He goes to a lot of appearances mm-hmm. and ribbon cuttings and stuff like that. So I think it would be almost impossible to define office hours Work for hours. John. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. It's uh, 
It doesn't matter. He was pretty unpopular there at the end. When you look at the latest approval ratings, I don't think Toronto's too upset that they're going to get another mayor. And and the new mayoral race, oh, that's going to be an interesting I one. I'm dying to see who comes out of the woodwork for this. Who? I'm excited. Are you ready for Mayor Kathleen Wynne? Uh, that, apparently she said she's not doing that. I don't know. There's a few politicians that I could see that have said, oh, I'm done. I'm done with the public life. That I could see coming out of retirement for a shot at the the top mayoral position mm. in the country. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the uh, in the weeks to come. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Okay, now let's switch gears to whatever the fuck is going on in the skies. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm a little worried right now. Yeah. We saw that Chinese weather balloon or whatever that was that drifted all across Canada and America and then we shot it down over Myrtle Beach. Okay, Suspicious, fishy, but okay. And then we heard quietly that there was another one that got shot down over the coast of Alaska. Again, that's a little weird, but we don't know. Was that a balloon? Was that a UFO? What was that? We don't know. Object is all we got. Object. Well, now it's getting closer to home. Saturday. Object. A cylindrical object. And to me, first thing that comes to mind when I hear floating cylindrical object is spaceship. Yeah, obviously. Aliens. This was over Yukon, and the U.S., actually it was NORAD, to be, com- uh, to be clear. NORAD mm-hmm. is the joint command of North American forces here. So NORAD gets Justin Trudeau on the phone. Hey, JT, fucking UFO over Yukon. What do you want to do? I'll be honest, I didn't know that Justin Trudeau had the authority to say shoot it down. I thought that this was at least like a cabinet decision or you had to check with like the clerk of the Privy Council or the Governor General or something. I didn't know that Trudeau could actually give the order to shoot something down, but he did. He said, take it out. And these U.S. pilots took it out. Great job. And I know some people are making a big deal of this. Why did the Americans take it out? It's NORAD. We have a joint command. All of the planes in North America fall under NORAD. If there's some American ones that are closer, they'll be the ones to go. The Americans also have a lot more pilots and a lot more planes. So it makes sense that most of the patrols would be done by Americans. They were there. They shot it down. Fine. A little strange that two days later, and we still haven't found the wreckage, they shot it down over land. So I'd like to know what's going on there. And then while we were just starting to process that this happened in Canada... Now they shot one down two hours from here over Lake Huron. Yeah, that's scary. That's getting closer. Real close. What Uh, the hell is going on? Yeah, what the hell is going on is a good question. Are they, uh, so they haven't said anything about they, whoever, NORAD, I don't know who's talking now at this point. Is there one spokesperson for it? I mean, this is a joint effort and that's good and so it should be. Can we get any form of an update or is there really nothing to give until they find remnants of what they had shot down? And also, should we be shooting these things down? Like, I understand the, the desire to do it in the moment because you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Shoot it. That's what we're going to do. That's not my but, first but instinct like, is th- shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, like, I are we going to are we gonna ask more, more questions first before you just do that? Are we, are we showing a bad, like, that's not really a nice welcome gift, right? If these people, things, whatever, I don't know what it, what's happening. I don't know what's happening. But if they're just 
checking things out and monitoring our air pressure and things like, well, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but whatever they are doing, maybe it's just in peace. Maybe it's just like, let's just see what's going on. Scan this. Oh, oh, they destroyed it. Okay, we'll send another. Oh, they fucked that one up too. Well, these people seem mean. You know, are we just <laughs> making ourselves look worse? And I'm not saying we need to for sure roll out the, the red carpet and, and be like, come on in, we trust you. But should we have not given it like a little more time just to figure out what the heck these things are doing? There's got to be a reason that it was only just a few months ago they declassified all the UFO documents. And now this shit's going on? Something fishy is happening here. And and w- does this have anything to do with the Chinese balloon? Or is that just a weird coincidence that shortly after China sent over the balloon, then the aliens started coming and hovering over Lake Huron? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, it's messed up. And we need questions answered. This is not a time for Justin to do his word salad and fuck around. I <laughs> need my prime minister and I need America's president side by side at a podium saying, Folks, here's the situation. The balloon, that was China. Fuck them. We blew it up. They better not do it again. Now, these other things, those we're not sure about. Or those, yeah, we've had contact with aliens in the past, and they're coming and doing a surveillance thing. We've told them not to, but they're here anyway, so we shot them down too. Is that what it is? Do we even know? Tell us. Has the cabinet been briefed? Has the opposition leaders been briefed? Do we have a plan? Where's the fucking space force that Trump created? All of these things are concerning me. Should we be arming ourselves? What's the deal? Why are the UAPs too, these unidentified aerial phenomena now that we're supposed to go with instead of UFO, whatever. What? Why are they different shapes too, if that's the case? Yeah, are, are different shapes some... from different galaxies? It, it, why now? What's happening? I don't know, but I need to know. It's but, freaking me out. But we should be allowed to ask these questions of, of our leaders. Should. Yes. Yes, we should. Justin, and what the fuck? Does he even know, though? He might not. He hey, might not know. It's possible that Biden knows and Trudeau doesn't. He might not necessarily be on the inner, inner circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, listen, when this is happening in our airspace, this is happening over Canada. The one on Lake Huron, it's two hours away from here. It was in U.S. airspace, they say, right near the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we shot it down. Did it explode? Did it just drop? Did it morph back into the form it was in and take off after? Why can't they find the wreckage? This is all shit that we need answers on. Mm-hmm. And I got to think that today, Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and whatever the Canadian equivalent is are all having a meeting saying... We need to go to the public and say what we know or what we're going on as an assumption. I would assume that's going to happen in the next 24 to 48 hours. I mean, I hope so. Well, we're not the only ones asking. Americans are just as concerned, and and we all have a right to be. Also possible, this is not extraterrestrial. This could be some weird technology that we didn't know Russia had or that China has or whoever. Absolutely. And if that's the case, get the fuck out of our airspace. There's some rules here in the world. Then we're okay with it being shot down. Then we're like, yeah, fuck them up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, like I said the other day, Americans love certain shit. They love blowing stuff up and they love shooting stuff down. And this was a great weekend for them. Twice they got to blow stuff up and shoot stuff down. Cool. If we're just doing that against another country that's uh, creating an incursion into our airspace, Mm -hmm. that means we're at war. They shouldn't have sent it here. We're allowed to shoot it down because it's here. And yeah, and so if this is worldly, that, 
are we at war? Yeah, knowing that is key. We need to know as much. I mean, again, I know that they're still probably collecting their own information, but man, I hope you're right that we do hear something in the next 24 to 48 hours. Otherwise, I'm wondering, like, what the hell are our leaders even for if they're not going to keep us up to date on shit like that? That's quite important. Also, we need to know, number two, not just that, but number two, what if we spot something? I'd like to know what would happen if I'm on my way home from the podcast and I look up and I'm like, Holy fuck, a cylindrical object is right above me. Yeah. Do I call 911? Does NORAD have a 1-800 number I should be calling? Like, please inform us of what to do if this is actually happening quite frequently to the point where we could see it and apparently it was quite visible for people who did spot it. What do we do? I would actually like to know that information. They also, as far as I know, didn't say what altitude it was flying at. Right. We'd heard that the one, like the Chinese balloon, that was at like 60,000 feet. That's way up there. The, the one off of Alaska... Don't know how high. The one over Yukon, they didn't say if it was at 60,000 mm-hmm. or 15,000. Same with this one over Lake Huron, but everybody could see it. Are the military, are the airlines, are they all completely involved in the loop? I mean, I, I would think especially with those in the air, <laughs> like like any anybody in, in, in the flight industry in general should be made aware of this at least. And, and it should be of note, what do I do? You know, it's possible to spot something. So I hope to hear something. But man, weird. We come in. We no. You can come in peace. How's that? We'll put that out there. I don't know why they'd come here anyway. It's not very fucking good. No, people are stupid here. Like you don't even want it. You don't want it. You don't want us. You're not. You shouldn't be interested. It's not. It's not that interesting. You see all that water. Most of it's polluted. You don't even want that. You don't want it. Whatever it is you're after, there's probably better options. Way better options. Here we go. Hurts going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Last thing I want to talk about is I was watching the Super Bowl halftime show, and and the first half of the game I thought was okay. Nice to see two really good offensive teams doing a shootout, just trading scores, and it was back and forth, and great. I, I believe Philadelphia was up by 10 at the half, and I thought, Second half of this game might be good. All right, cool. So I sat back, I turned the TV up, and I had the surround sound on, and I thought, I'm going to watch Rihanna. I will be completely honest with you. I loved it. Like, I was ready to tweet out, probably one of the best I've ever seen in my lifetime. Probably one of the best. I still think Michael Jackson's was the best, and uh, that one I thought was pretty, pretty damn close. And just as I was about to press send, I got a text message from my buddy Jay. Worst halftime show ever. Then I got another text message from another buddy, Ty. He said, well, that sucked. And I'm thinking, did I miss something? Am I wrong? Like, she just went out there on stages that were rising and lowering, and she had like a hundred backup dancers. They looked like the, the toilet tissue. But nonetheless, I mean, they were there, and they were all in perfect synchronicity, and Every song was a hit. The lights were going crazy. I thought that was amazing. like about Mm -hmm. that show like am i losing it 
Well, first of all, I mean, I Super Bowl Sunday to me means so much that I actually spent Super Bowl Sunday at the Raptors game. That's where I started my Sunday. Uh, courtside at the Raps game, and I had, you had so great seats. I had great seats. I was it was it was fantastic. I'll tell you about oh man, if we had time, I tell you about the uh, restaurant we went to before too. Holy shit! Make a note because I want to talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we could talk about it for sure. It, it's outrageous. I mean, you want to go see a game, you want to go hang out and whatever. Now these courtside seats, what did I pay for them? No, actually, all the courtside seats you don't actually pay for. They're usually by companies. It's season tickets things. I just happen to know someone. But I can't believe the expense surrounding even going, uh-huh. even going to a game. It's so unaffordable for a lot of people. And I, I sensed that frustration yesterday. But it was nonetheless, it was so cool. And I love that they had a 3 p.m. game. So I go with my girlfriend to the game. I get home. So I missed an anthem. I missed the first part of the game, which I don't care about the game itself. So it's fine. I don't care that I missed that. But I was like, let's get home because it was a 3 p.m. raps game. Let's get home in time for this halftime show. And I was amped. I was listening to Rihanna Essentials on my way home. Got home. Perfect timing. About 10, 15 minutes to go. So I'm all ready to watch this thing. And I loved it. I mean, for me, it was all about the music. When you look at Rihanna's hits, and I'm a Rihanna fan, so I will say she's got a shit ton of hits. What's she going to play? How many songs will she play? And I couldn't, first of all, I was glad to see that she picked the selection she picked. There were some songs missing that she could have done. It must have been hard. Apparently, she changed it four times, by the way, before she actually hit the stage, the order and everything. And I thought, here's this woman who's pregnant, 150 feet up in the air, dancing, still doing as much as she possibly can while pregnant. And she has some people around her, but it's mainly about the music. The music spoke for itself. She didn't need any crazy shows or other people to join her on stage. It was just the music. 12 songs in 13 minutes. Again, doing this all while pregnant. We found out in the moment. A lot of people didn't understand at the moment or were unsure or questioning it. And then then there's still people who critique. And to those people who still critique, usually they're not actually fans of the artist. Anytime I see these... Fucking people going online. That was boring. That was stupid. You've never fucking purchased Rihanna music. You never went to a Rihanna concert. I can't stand when people do that. If it was someone who I'd never watch, I would feel no need to even say anything if that's not my kind of music. So why do you? Why does everybody feel the need to critique? And again, this woman did everything, everything that she needed to do. It was about the music. So I loved it front to back. I thought it was great. Was it my favorite of all time? No, but for me, nothing could ever live up to last year because that was my era. That The M, Dre, 50 Cent surprise. The whole thing was amazing. But Rihanna, nonetheless, fantastic. I, did, I think she did an incredible job. The Super Bowl next year, February 11th, 2024 at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Super Bowl Vegas next year. Beautiful. That halftime show is going to have to be good. But one thing I will say is we've had a long run of of pop stars and and urban stars over the last couple of years. It's probably time to reset and acknowledge the fact that country music is even bigger when it comes to uh, listening patterns across North America. So I, I think it's probably time to acknowledge the country audience and do that next year. The, mm. the the pop acts always seem to divide. And every fucking year. Well, they were lip syncing. It's bullshit. They were lip syncing. They always do. They kind of have to. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I work in a in an arena for the Toronto Rock. And if I don't have my earpiece in, I can't hear shit. It's just 
echo, especially when you're at the center. You don't hear anything. So for these artists that can do it and do it flawlessly without lip syncing, good on you. But it's very, very difficult to do. And I don't blame Rihanna any more than I blame Mary J. Blige last year or anybody else that's done the halftime show and lip synced it. It's just sort of the way it goes. You're watching an experience, not listening to music. And as far as the music is concerned, Rihanna's had so many hits. We all know that. The performance itself, the fact that she was pregnant and did that makes me feel like a lazy fuck because I could never do that. She was great, I thought. And people are panning her. And I I hope she's not paying attention to the critics because I don't think she deserves a lot of the criticism that she's getting. But one thing I wasn't sure about is Usually when you sign on to do the Super Bowl, it's because you want to promote a tour that's coming up Mm -hmm. and generally an album as well. Rihanna signed on to do this back in September. They may even have been discussing it in August. They likely were. So what I'm wondering is, was that the plan and she got pregnant or was the plan never to do a tour and release an album? It was just to come out, do it, say you did it. And if you're pregnant. Great. I'm not sure if she'll ever address that. Um, it is it is a question that we have when we see these halftime performers, because like you mentioned, yes, it usually comes with something. We heard that she had recorded some stuff, so we assumed. It's possible she's keeping it now, keeping it a little close to her chest until she has baby number two, and then maybe she'll announce a tour or an album or both at that point. But we know that the tour is not going to happen anytime soon uh, because she either chose to or happened to get pregnant, but that's uh, that's fine. And the people who are bitching about that, it makes me laugh. I can't believe how many people like to comment on other people's choices. It, in, it drives me insane. Nothing was more infuriating than seeing comments about, oh, she had the, she's having a second baby so soon. I'm sorry, does she need to call you? Uh, <laughs> Bridget Lane from fucking... Ohio in order to decide whether she's going to have a fucking second baby. Why don't you just calm the hell down? Everyone works on a different timeline. I'm happy for her. I'm excited for her in this next chapter. And I think it was still nice to get the best of Rihanna. Also worth pointing out, she doesn't need to tour. In fact, I don't blame her if she doesn't want to. Touring sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not like you get to go to all those great cities and sightsee and go to all the great restaurants. It's a very much working experience when you're on a tour. She's a billionaire. She doesn't exactly. need the money. Exactly. Not to mention that music isn't even the way she makes money anymore. Right. She's her Fenty Beauty and and Savage X Fenty make her a billionaire. She doesn't fucking need it. She doesn't need it. It's lovely, and I mean, I'm, it'll be popular if she decides to do it. But girl doesn't need to do it. We'll leave you on this episode of After 9 with something that we haven't played yet, a little bit of Chris Stapleton doing the anthem. I think that this is haunting and probably a perfect setup for a country music halftime show next year. That's what I'm thinking. I think that's the way it's going to go. In Vegas, hmm, who could it be? When you think about Ve- like think about where it is too, because that does matter. You mentioned Vegas. Yeah. Maybe country. Yep. I'm wondering. Our boy? got to be a showstopper like a Garth Brooks if they go country. If you get a Garth Brooks and a Blake Shelton and a Miranda Lambert and all those big country names, the stars of country music play halftime, that might be pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's going to be. But nonetheless, I agree with you. I love Chris Stapleton. He's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. So we'll end it on that. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with a new After 9. Missed Connections is coming up right after this clip from Chris. Have a good one, guys. Was so proudly we hailed At the twilight that's gleaming Whose broad stripes and 
My favorite part of the week, it's time to tell you the stories of people who are looking for other people because they had an encounter in the past. Can't find them now. So you tell the story online. People like us read it. We have some fun on the radio. The first one took place at a Costco. Oh, don't we always have Costco stories? A woman for a man. Sorry I was so angry with you at first. I came out of Costco and... Couldn't even open my trunk because you had just backed up so close up my car's butt. (laughs) I waited angry, expecting to be okay with ripping whoever came out of that car. Little did I know it would be such a beautiful tall man standing there. I went from wanting to scream, move your car, jerk, to gently approaching and saying, just want to make you aware I can't open my trunk. (laughs) You were very apologetic and kind. Oh, no. You moved your car and even offered to help me. You're strong. The way you carried those two cases of Diet Coke, placing them in my car with such ease. Let's just say I wish I had a membership to you. (laughs) 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 Only writing this because I didn't notice a ring. Let me know if you read this. (laughs) Okay. The fact that he was good looking doesn't change the fact that he still parked like a maniac. (laughs) He's a terrible driver. Now you (laughs) found him hot and changed how you were going to spin this, but he's still a bad parker. So that doesn't change. That is pretty strong, though. Those cases of Diet Coke are like, aren't they like 40 by 20? I might ask, why are you buying two cases of Diet Coke? <laughs> that seems like a lot. I don't know well, what not, your situation we're not, is. We're not supposed to put our nose into that business, but I have questions myself. <laughs> <laughs> of all places in the Costco parking lot to pick up. I mean, that's good. It's You can find love anywhere. My question is, while he's there basically bench pressing your cans of Diet Coke, why didn't you just say to him, hey, no ring, what's going on over here? Hmm. You know, we can go back inside and have a hot dog and a drink Hi. real cheap. This is why Misconnections is so popular. It's way, <laughs> that's an adorable date, by the way, but it's way too difficult to do that in person sometimes, especially when you're all flustered at first, like, ah, I hate this person. Whoa, he's hot. I don't hate him anymore. Oh, I got to do my hair. But who backs into co- the parking spot at Costco, though? I mean, aren't we all there to buy many things? Yeah. You want access to that trunk. You drive in straight at Costco. <laughs> this is how it works. You, tall, handsome, and stupid. <laughs> no backup cam. <laughs> <laughs> or sensors, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's great. Polite of him to help. Uh, let's move on to Reptile Guy. It's called Reptile Guy, and from what I can tell, this is a man for a man. Hey, handsome. I saw you at the Kudo Mobile last week. Kudo. I noticed you kept glancing into your little purse satchel thing you were carrying around with you. While I was waiting to get some dang customer service, I finally caved and asked, what you got going on over there? To my shock, you opened a flap and an iguana-looking dragon creature popped its head out. Whoa! You were carrying around a little lizard. 
like it was your baby. My first thought was, don't judge. But honestly, watching you nurture and care for this little iguana dragon made me think of you in a whole new light. I liked talking to you. You're a mature man, maybe 40s, definitely sexy. I'm 27. I'm open to having you and your lizard over sometime. <laughs> also, your pet. Ah! Oh, I see what he did there. Cheesy line alert. I see. Ah! Was he like feeding the thing in this? Side? You know, I've seen this before, but with a ferret. Like I've seen a guy wearing a sweater and the ferret was just running around inside this guy's sweater. What, really? Yeah. I've never seen it with a, <laughs> I'm sorry, what did he call it? Iguana looking dragon creature. <laughs> <laughs> Me knows nothing about cold-blooded <laughs> animals. You had one. You think he'd be a Telus customer if anything? You <laughs> would think. So this guy is just walking around with like a lizard and a satchel, and a satchel? of some sort. Yeah. And that's kind of weird, right? I don't, I don't go think... anywhere without my lizard creature. I don't think they normally need to go for a walk like that. Uh, in any case. What was the customer service issue at the beginning? Why couldn't this guy just get a little help? He might not have even known about the dragon had the customer service been better. Where was the customer service? Just want some dang customer service around here. Oh, hey, a guy with a lizard. Cool. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'd probably stop and talk to him, too. It's probably like the ultimate icebreaker rolling around with a dragon in your bag. Bearded dragon, I assume maybe it was. I don't think there's such a thing as an iguana-looking dragon creature, but we can Google it. Uh, you know, all those things to me are basically snakes with legs, so I, <laughs> I can't. I, it's just not my thing. They're adorable, but they eat too many bugs, and you have to have bugs in your house, and I'm not a fan of that. So if they actually do have some sort of a connection in the future, hey, yeah, yeah, that was me. Okay, yeah, let's get together. What if he shows up without the dragon? Do you send him home mm. and say, no, I wanted you and the dragon. Yeah. You this are... was a package deal, so... <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but tell the dragon thing I said hi. <laughs> the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.